0: Good evening, fellow Gooners,
1: and welcome to another episode of Cannon Talk. I'm your host, my because as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Burnley, Olympiakos, Spurs and Olympiakos yeah. once again. We, we, we discussed two games we played and two games we're going to play. First game was up against Burnley. Sean Dykes side, you know, coming off a good draw against Leicester. Arsenal seem to be in good spirits after beating Leicester. And, you know, coming to the game, I actually felt really confident for once in a Premier League game.
0: I mean, you know, leading up to the game, as we will now progress with the uh, review, another game, you know, another opportunity missed, because look, we want to also do this whole climbing up the league. But it seems like, you know, we, we went into this game, also like, uh, as a fan also, I mean, I don't know, you, as you know, I mentioned, sorry to say, um, with a, uh, you know, any really positive in it, and thinking, you know, we can now be uh, almost like bold on, the previous result now against Leicester because now you think, you know, we're going to finally build some momentum because everything is almost like stop-start with us at the moment. But I mean, look, when you look at the league form since February, like say start of February to now, I mean, we've like won two games and we've lost three. So it's almost like every time we're trying to think, okay, can we now, you know, have we turned the corner? Then there's almost like a little stumbling block and that and, and every time you can see it. I think you also were saying a few weeks back, it's almost like we're always just taking a it, it few steps back. It's not like you're taking like a big jump forward. It's like you're taking like maybe a step forward, but you're almost like, falling about two to three steps back.
1: Yeah, I know. And I mean, it's so sad when you see like you know your opposite. Not sad, right, but disappointing, actually, when you see how your so-called competitors for that top four spot not saying that realistically, you know, we're going to take it and we should be taking it. But are they dropping points and throwing points away? And you're like, okay, Arsenal, you know, you're up next. Or you put the pressure on them, you know, get get the result and we take it from there. But just so many times, you know, Arsenal are not taking the advantage of the situation. And and, and if you look at the things over time, it's not like we didn't dominate some games. Some games we played the teams off the park, wolves for one. You know, it, it took a moment of madness and down to ten men. Obviously, VAR also was a bit difficult. But I mean, that, that for me, that was three points lost. You could have been three points higher up the table.
0: And yeah, I mean, look, we've now uh, like with, with regards to the game now. Arsenal made five changes from the the team that beat Leicester. So the squad on the day was Leno, Chambers, Kamidis, return after easily something like a year, like for in the Premier League you now. Uh, Luiz, Pablo Marie, and Kieran at left back, then in the middle of the park, Jacques and Party were the holding mids, and then in the, the cam roles was Saka, Odegaard, and William, and Aubameyang leading the front line. What was your thoughts on the squad? Uh, you
1: Yeah, know, I, I just don't know what has what, what is to you uh, to get a start. I think mm. his, his performance against um. Uh, Leicester for me wanted a, a, a start. And I'm just curious I don't know if, if there's some some beef with him and, and Arteta. I'm not sure. But I mean, he, he, he for me did really well against Leicester. and was a difference mm-hmm. maker in terms of his hold up play. It's something about me and lacked. And I think I mentioned it last week in the podcast. But, you know, nonetheless, uh, I'm sure also one eye was on going to play in Greece. And I think we started off quite well and very positively.
0: Yeah. And I mean, look, the game kicks off. Arsenal, uh, you know, bossing it. It's like, you know, real free, free flowing football with tempo this time was normally, you know, it gets kind of pedestrian. Um, Odegaard then has, I think, in the fourth minute, he has a, a shot in the box, which, or a cross in the box, which Marie just uh, missed, like, to make uh, full contact. Then in the sixth minute, finally, the breakthrough. Aubameyang goes into the. Burnley box in a you know on an amazing run, and I mean it's like a De- deja vu moment of that game against Leeds at the Emirates where
1: He's running on goal
0: and he already does this like kind of slalom and the little step overs constantly. And I mean with with Burnley guys not really committing themselves to the tackle, he then ends up getting offering himself that little bit of space and now I mean he ends up firing to beat uh, Nick Pope on his near post. And I mean the keeper manages to get her into the ball, but I mean the shots are powerful. One 0 Arsenal.
1: Yeah, Arsenal looked firmly in control at this point. I mean, for most of the... Like, you know, even from that point on in the first half, it just, it just couldn't find the second goal. And I think, you know, a, a glorious chance fouled to Bukay Osaka when he played, you know, nice interplay. And, you know, um, he got a bit of a luck of the draw with a ball ricochet of the Burnley defender. And I think he, he should have slotted that in quite easily, but he fired it wide enough thinking... Uh, if we had to put that in to make it 2-0, you know, the game's kind of comfortable at, as you mentioned, always, of the invincible side that, you know, puts the game to bed in the first 10 to 15 minutes already, you, you're looking at the battle, staying down the battle of defeat already. And I
0: think mean, uh, uh, what was also frustrating was, look, you know, this sort of game, uh, what you not just mentioned also, that you know, that well, we were talking about prior in po- pods, is like, you know, you tried to put the team to the sword as soon as you came. Did you know? Yeah. It was like easing it up. But I mean, we were getting chance after chance. And I mean, you were now just mentioning one. Um, that was uh, that sucker one you were mentioning? Yes, yes, yes,
1: the sucker, the sucker one.
0: There was also one where Aubameyang ended up yes. know, fluffing his lines there. And then, of course, there was also one where Odegaard lays a perfect baller for Thomas Party, I think a cool aid Yeah, yes, yes. And, and I mean, he ends up beating all like the rugby shots there. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, for me, it was like I. Th- I mean, I don't know. How you t- uh, took it now, like as watching. I mean, I know you were probably getting pissed and whatever, but d- did you also see that that sort of cockiness and nonchalant attitude coming in? Because for me, what I don't get is you will see, say Man City or say Liverpool or like an unformed Liverpool or Chelsea, you see them going in cruise control when they got the goals in the bag. We like yes. one. I mean, you spoke about this last season. I think you and I even had a laugh about. It's like we got this one, all, and then we want to do like little tricks, flicks, and whatever. And we thinking, you know, we got everything. And I mean, it just takes one blunder to screw up everything.
1: And boy, are we full of blunders at the moment.
0: Oh, yes, ninth minute. Uh, <laughs> Brent Leonard, please. I don't know what the <laughs> one that already starts the whole shit show going. He ends up playing, I mean. What I don't get is, okay, I know, uh, look, as we said, is going to get like the flak, the majority of the flak, I'm sure, by most of the gooners also. But, I mean, Lene was almost like bringing that sort of pressure onto because he's has like, got the best view. Look, Xhaka's got his back to like, the Burnley players. And, I mean, uh, uh, and I don't think Xhaka really has it. Uh, I mean, if you can recall, or the listeners can also recall, when Cesc and them used to play, they would, I don't know if you can now remember this, Aiden, but, he would always take a quick before he even gets a pass, yes. already totally glancing left and right of him to see, yes, Angel exactly that the ball. And I, I mean, Jaka gets the ball, and by the time he gets you know, almost like surrounded by the Burnley guys, he ends up just doing like a panic pass. And I mean, it ends up beating Chris. <laughs> and I mean, it bounces off his hip and goes in past, you know, 1 1.
1: I was in disbelief seeing that, and I mean. You know, it's, for me also, I know Xhaka gets a lot of the play, but I mean, Leno can see the yeah. pressure on Xhaka yeah. and the pass is not on. Boot the ball upfield. I mean, yes, it is Arsenal's MO at the moment to to play at the, from the back, play play out from the back. But I mean, sometimes common sense prevails and I'm not sure if if Leno's the type that's, you know, he's very strict to listen to instructions. You know, he doesn't seem maybe to, to use initiative. Maybe he just decides, oh, I must listen to the coach. Like, you know, coaches do this, do this.
0: I mean, so, you know, I actually felt almost like embarrassed also for that Chris Wood guy because did you notice he didn't even know how to celebrate? He just stood there like, uh, what, do
1: I put my hand up in the air now to go like to clean the goal? Yeah, it was ridiculous And Shaka as well. Like you said, typical, like, you know, not um, looking around him. And he tries to, he, and he sees Chris Wood there. I mean, if you watch it, he looks up at Chris Wood and he tries to curl the ball around him with his weaker foot. Yeah. He's not right footed, but he tries to curl the ball his right foot. And I mean, you know, he kicks it like he said, into him. And one, and one we go just before half time. And suddenly the wind is knocked out of Arsenal sails, probably dominating a game. Exactly the same MO against Wolves happened. And, you know, you, you, you're throwing points away. Yeah. Against against teams that, I'm not saying that it's not deserving of points, but, I mean, Burnley at the moment is not in the best way of form. They got hammered 4-0 to Spurs. And even the commentator I did not recall saying is like, you know, Burnley played the same type of game against Spurs and they got punished. And, you know, it all takes Arsenal just to, to add a goal or two and then this game will be put to bed. But, you know, Arsenal, the gift of the givers at the moment, gifting a, a goal to Burnley. Yeah, so
0: 40 second minute, the 40-second moment that Arsenal, you know, guy it's still in disarray because I mean, you know, it's already dented that sort of morale uh, as a group. I mean, uh, Vidra then ends up getting the ball, you know, he gets behind the Arsenal defense. Leno you know, then pulls over a, a top save to you know deny uh Vidra, but I mean, again, awkward way to end the half in a game that we were controlling.
1: No, definitely, and this is a, a comedy of it is all around. I mean, just boot the ball up the pitch, and then, and then now you 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 gave away uh. A, a solid lead in a game, you are cruising, put the goals away, and then you can try those fancy things at at three up. If that had happened, I'm sure that, that you yeah. and I would have been just having a chat, like you know what was happening over there. But you know, we, we we take the result. But I mean, you know, Arsenal came out in the second half very flat and pretty much you know wasted the majority of the the opening stages of the second half until, for me, you know they they actually um, brought Nicola Pepe on because up until that point. You know, Burnley seemed to have you know shifted a gear from the first half.
0: Yeah, I mean they were not just dealing with whatever was being thrown their way, and I mean, what was the 74th minute? We then end up getting a, a VAR like a penalty. Um, I mean, sorry, uh, that we, the ball ends up crashing against the the end of the, the uh, thing. Eric Peters, and I mean it's a, as blatant as you can get. I mean, if yes. You, if you think balls are dropping on people's hands and, and <laughs> penalties notice this time, oh yeah, sorry if you guys can hear it's actually storming outside, so you might hear some you know background audio sounds. Um, but yeah, what I was now you wanted to say? It's a as blatant as you can get, and I mean I don't know how many pundits even after the game post match were saying. I mean you got all that sort of technology, and still the guys getting it wrong in that coffee in that in that little room. That's. Uh, Reviewing
1: all this footage, and I mean, the ref don't even double check it either. I, I was really pissed off at that because how is that not a penalty? I mean, John, um, Eric Peters' arm was not in a natural <laughs> position, that was not a natural position, that was a clear and stonewall penalty. And I'm not sure why they never called the ref to the screen. Why, like, for a situation like that, don't you think logical is asked the ref, you know, that he's a contentious decision? Um. <laughs>
0: I, look, I watch La Liga as well now on a regular basis. And I also watch um, well, Bundesliga. And yeah. all of them, all the officials, they are always checking the, the screen themselves. They're not just taking the, the word of that guy in that, that little office or that little room. They go check themselves. And I mean, I just find it in, in the Premier League, for a league that brags and boasts about, you know, the sort of money they can raise for the league and how much the rights are sold for. And, that. and you can't even get decisions like that right.
1: No, that's uh, absolutely pathetic. I mean, I would have been fine if that ref went to the screen and had a look and said, you know, I still stick with my on-field decision or, you know, I feel that he... Could he stop Pepe? Pepe would have gotten past him and that really could have been a goal-scoring opportunity.
0: And I mean, if you... I, I, mean, I can just now, off the top of my head, now I can speak about... That's the whole thing with David Dewey, where he gets the red and the... Yes. ...in uh, game that whole thing also gets overturned and that guy gets off scot-free. Uh, I think it was at Southampton game, I think. Yeah. And then you go back to the other one where we played Aston Villa. Conza takes down a player, gets, a sent, uh, gets sent, or um, uh, should have been sent off.
1: Yeah.
0: Even though some people say, oh yeah, it was way too far like, from the goal. But I mean, there was like one guy covering defender and I mean, he wasn't even close to like, being an actual, what we would call a covering defender. Then like a few weeks later, Sheffield United play Aston Villa Jaglialka takes a guy down, same situation, about, you know, just about, say, 10 or 20 feet in the Sheffield United off. same ta- sort of uh, tackle, he gets a straight red against Aston Villa, and I mean, yeah, they get off Scott for like that. So, it's, I mean, for me, it's bullshit the way they, they certain decisions are being made. And so, then could, I'd rather than go without VAR. Than if,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm like, also without VAR, I mean, yes, you're going to get decisions against you, but I don't know if I'm just being biased as an Arsenal fan, but I've I've seen so many VAR decisions go against us, time yeah. in and time out. Like whether they're looking at it or they're not looking at it. Callum Chambers was against Crystal Palace where they sandwiched him and then they said, no, it's a free kick to um, to Crystal Palace. Yeah.
0: And I mean, if you think also with, with this whole thing with, with our VARs, you know, denied us, I mean, how many times haven't we, uh, you know, it was like, Certain incidents, like incidents leading up to that, I don't benefit us. that with David Luiz, that thing was like looked at what 30 seconds, and a decision, yes. decision was made. And anyway, you could clearly see the guys. You is clipping uh, David Luiz's knee as they they sprinting for the ball, and there was no intent really to do that. So it's almost like uh, uh, I saw uh, some other. Uh, i sorry, Arsenal. Some other football fans. I don't know if they were Liverpool or, or or Chelsea or even Tottenham fans. And they were actually saying, you almost like get punished double if you're doing something by accident and doing something, uh, you know, being malicious and, and going violent into a tackle to, de- to deny a goal. So now yeah, well, something like that, as, a, a, as gentle as that, like a little, like a bump or, a, you know, some of legs get entwined and that, then that is almost like you can get the straight red for that. But yet if you now showed intent to hurt somebody, then it's like you get a yellow for that. So how does that make sense?
1: It doesn't make sense. And what happened to the double jeopardy rule, you know, where they give a penalty, but if it's not like, you know, a professional type of foul or armor intent, like, you know, they just give the penalty and not the red card. But, I mean, Arsenal clearly seems to be getting the wrong end of the odd every time.
0: Yeah. Then so in the eighth minute, uh, Eric Peterson eats one of the, if any of the old gooners can remember, one of the Naeem shots where he just takes a <laughs> shot from about 40 yards. And I mean, at first, you think Leno is like fully under control, like it's, it's going to go over. And you just see that balls are dipping and dipping too close under the barn. I mean, Leno then makes a fantastic save.
1: Yeah, it would have, been, it would have really been Leno's um, sp- sp- speedy blushes because after that pass to Jacques and it uh, dip him from so far out, it could have been really bad.
0: Yeah, and then 79th minute, Leno again in the thick of it all. He ends up charging down a Chris Wood shot and, I mean, Arsenal again switch off at the back. Really, I mean, sometimes the focus of a team like this that's kind of chasing something or, kind like, you know, you want to have the sort of uh, ambition also, like, for next season because, look, we're probably going to have majority of of the same players. I mean, look, we are going to buy and sell probably, but the core of the squad is still roughly going to be the same. And if you see errors like that still not being ironed out, I mean, for me, it, it does get worrying at times. No,
1: it does. We switch off, you know, worse than a kindergarten, a, a kindergarten at school, actually, because, I mean, you know, we, we, we we have no attention span to see a game out with wings, the most silly things at times.
0: Yeah, so then, 80th minute, Arsenal then all off Thomas Party, bring on uh, Danny Sebyos. Um Then, 83rd minute, Arsenal uh, look to have won a penalty when Pepe ends up striking a shot at uh, goal. Peters, of course, blocks the ball on the goal line at first. I mean, at first, I did think it was a penalty because, you know, you just see it hitting, like, the upper body of somebody. But, I mean, it ended up hitting, like, you know, roughly on the shoulder when he makes the block. But, I mean, after two minutes, we are then with that full check. Now, look, that was now a full two minutes to do the whole check. Yeah. And then they came up with, okay, it was no penalty for Arsenal because it would have been also a lead for uh, Peters as well. So, I mean, they they get saved again. Then the f- fourth minute of injury time, Serbius ends up eating the post. But sometimes I find also our shots are also woeful <laughs> because even, like, you know, that's with, with the whole thing with, with the Peters thing on the goal line. I think if Pepe hits it to the left or right angle, he's scoring a goal, but he hits the ball straight to the guy on the line. So, uh, I, I don't know, with all of them, but actually drives me up the wall sometimes. With, like, sometimes when you see the, the sort of finishing of Young also, Like if you compare to what he was bearing last season, and now it's like everything is like straight or you know down the throat of a keeper. You're not really you're not making that keeper work
1: for his money. And <coughs> don't forget the Pepe miss as well when they crossed the ball in or the Tierney or something it like that. He couldn't sort his feet out and he just scoffed him, it's like scuffed the shot yeah. and it went out for a throw. And I mean how many chances did we want? It's, you know, like yeah. you 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 can't blame Arteta at times, you know, like you wanna know where the problem is, but can you blame Arteta for that result? I mean, you know, decision-making by players on on the pitch caused the the goal. Their players not finishing. I mean, it's not like it's not working. I mean, if players put their chances away, what would the score have been? Maybe 4, 5, 2 maybe or something?
0: And I mean, it, it, it's also something down to, you know, it's like in an era through us that almost like brings the other team back into the, into playing the game that, you know, they were totally played off the park and- so that is also something that's really infuriating, and, and you can see it's, uh, look, it's going to also lead us into the, the Olympiacos Arsenal game of last night. I mean, as, as I'm probably going to say it more at the end of it, but it's again something where you can see the, the attack side of our players there, the fluidity is there, but we just don't know when to, you know, like when you watch a city and then when they play, they get like, almost like a light suit so they can attack you and hurt you and then they'll go back into the shell and, and wait and, and, and almost like Almost like, you know, when, when, a, when a predator tries to uh, prepare for the second wave or third wave of attacks, they will just rest themselves out and then, bang, they come out at you again. And we almost, like, we will pass, pass, pass. And if we don't see the sort of gaps, was like, okay, back to our off again. We will, they need to also have somebody that's going to really hurt them. Because I think that is where, for that, that beginning period, if you remember of last night's game, a lot of Arsenal fans, or even on the, online, uh, were also getting frustrated with Odegaard because... He was kind of playing it safe for most of the thing when you were waiting for that probing passes to hurt
1: uh, olympiakos But, you know, like what you mentioned, I was like, Arsenal, slipper switch too, you know, same yeah. old Arsenal, frustrating to, you know, slick and passing and moving. It's like, why can't we just be consistent for that entire 90 minutes? I mean, not, I'm not saying we need to play every week like that, but, you know, be consistent, have some sort of consistency. Yeah, I mean, look,
0: if you control the game also better, then you can also save on 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 stamina and conditioning as yes. well.
1: That's why Man City plays teams off yeah. the park because you can't handle that knocking of the ball, that fluidity of them running into spaces. Up by the time you figure out Man City's game plan on the day, you two 0 three 0 behind, and it's too late.
0: And I mean, you know, also you can throw the other direction as well. Where, um, like I was watching the uh, the Bayern Dortmund game last week. And I mean Dortmund went flying into this game and I mean they raced to it like a 2-0 lead. And I think I still messaged you and Arsenal said if they if if Bayern get a foothold in this game, if if they get even just one goal like, you know, to take them into the half, Bayern is gonna run out either like, you know, four or five, two winners of this game. (laughs) And I mean, just like that, it kinda played out where second half came out. Bayern, of course, eating them, you know, from all angles and whatever. And then they bang, 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 bang. It was all over, like 4 2. And then you think to yourself, now this is how you, like, you know, you build a squad. Because, I mean, everybody, like, and it's not just one person, like, you know, like we, everybody's always looking at at, at soccer, but, you know, like our main striker sometimes complains about yeah, not getting service. They are laying things on the plate for him at times, and he's, like, scuffing up shots. And, and, <laughs> and when it, it comes to also to our midfield, I still feel there is too little goals coming from midfield. And I think that, I mean, if you take successful Arsenal seasons, it's always going to come down to the midfielders helping out that forward. So the, each of that forwards normally get, like, say so that your main forward gets up to 20 goals. Uh, the second, uh, the, the backup forward gets about close to 10. And then there's like 7 plus, 7 plus with the midfielders. We're not seeing that from any of them.
1: No, we, we, we miss our good old Aaron Ramsey at the moment in this team.
0: Because that's why I mean I, I, I don't need to get too controversial now, but does it even make sense then to keep somebody like, um, say, Sebajus on on loan?
1: Yeah, I mean, Sebajus is not impressive. I mean, I mean, I've been a fan of him, but you yeah, know, he, I mean, he he was he was wasn't he brought into kind of more you know kind of add that the eye of the needle passes and and that all of that.
0: Yeah, because I mean, all he's doing is yeah, sometimes he does work you know tracking back in little, but we also need his creativity. The creative side to you know boost us with goals, and and I mean, I think you can probably call, count on one end how many is actually contributed in goals,
1: yeah, yeah, like, no, definitely. I, I think we needed that, that survey as we saw versus Burnley in the opening of the 2019-20 season, where he was kind of you know running the show from that attacking midfield point of view, but. You know, like you said, he works hard, but I think he kind of needs two defensive mids maybe behind him, like a party and shaka. And maybe you can start him there. Maybe he can do it uh, at a different dynamic because he'll work off the ball and hopefully he will try the interplay passes.
0: So I mean Arsenal let's start the game, you know, also right than the money from the first whistle. Uh TNF ends up, you know, doing a bursting run pass, Kenny Lala, the uh, the right back of, of uh, Olympiacos. You know, he cuts the ball and back to Odegaard. And I mean, I think the Norwegian was almost like, like over cautious times to strike the ball. And I mean, he ends up scuffing it past the post.
1: Yeah, but Arsenal was you really starting to, you know, get, like you said, a foothold in the game and starting to control the first half. And, you know, it started looking quite promising for Arsenal to make the breakthrough.
0: Yeah, then the seventh minute, Balleran ends up whooping a cross in Obamiang. And I mean, this is where I said, you know, Arsenal, we, we really do need us with a forward that's aerial strong. Because, yes, yeah, yeah. Obama, yeah, that is like a stock standard header that any of us could do. But he's hitting like straight at the keeper. Of course, the keeper did not tip it onto the bar. But I'm thinking, you take a Jamie Vardy or somebody like that, they are angling that header into one of that yes. corners to make it even more difficult for that keeper.
1: And, 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 like, I, I had a bad feeling when the header came. Like, and I thought, oh, no, we're going to continue doing these chances. Because, I mean, we in, in this Europa League, we were lucky versus Benfica. And I thought it going to be the same uh, same story as um, when we played at the away league.
0: Yeah. So, 21st minute, Odegaard gets surrounded by a couple of Olympiacos players, you know, kind of sort like, doing high press. Because I think, they, as I, I think the commentator also mentioned, you could see they were watching all that, that Burnley-Arsenal game, because they were actually playing exactly the same sort of style as well, like, you know, with the high press. So, I mean, he ends up kind of panicking. He uh, ends up under-eating his pass to Gabriel. And, I mean, Bruma then intercepts the ball and fires low, but, I mean, Leno makes a good save.
1: Yeah, I had my heart in my mouth at that point because I really felt like butterflies in this game because every Europa League game for me, it was like a cup final now. It's like, you know, it's almost against, when you play the Premier League games, it's almost like, you know, you want to win, but whatever happens, happens, because you don't know. You, we could win all our games for the rest of the season in the Premier League. You, just, you don't know where it's going to end up, you know. But yeah. in the Europa League, we know where the the end goal takes us. So, yeah, when, when Leno went down to make that save, I was like, OK, you know,
0: we still we still got this. the a 24th minute Thomas Partey ends up playing a ball to Odegaard. Ian cuts inside. And out of the blue, the little Norwegian ends up letting fly from about 35 yards. And I mean, it's a, in the, like, you know, a bending rocket, which I mean, the keeper kind of gives himself in a sort of traditional muddle. And I mean, he ends up almost like half-fisting the ball into his own net. one no Arsenal.
1: Yeah, you know, the Norwegian, it was almost like he struck that like a lightning bolt. Yeah, it was. It flew in there even though uh, it looked like it would have taken the goal. his head off if they wanted to eat him and he did so much venom.
0: But I mean, for me, when you see the sort of cock-up that, that, that Saw made there, it was almost like he was trying to do, you know what, what Martin did, that time when we let the crazy game against Reading? Against Reading, and,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: we tried to fall for the camera save and I mean, <laughs> all like just over-complicating things. So I was going to the lead, and I mean, you think to yourself, okay, now I just see it out of half time, but okay, David Lewis didn't get the script. He ends up trying to play. What was it sort of post? Could you even figure that out? That he was no, trying? I, I
1: don't know what that he was trying.
0: And I mean, that soon is a ball in breakthrough, mean I mean, he ends up kind of choking and he, you know, just ends up wildly strike because I think a cooler end probably could yes. Get the ball, Yes, you know? he,
1: he, so he finished it.
0: Yeah.
1: I yep. mean, that that could have... He could have finished that. He could have, but, like, for those who play FIFA, the are all against all, it's all an one, and, and shoot to try to kill the ball in. But, I mean, he, he clearly put too much bend, or, or he looked for it to go too far out wide. But, yeah, that was very lucky. We could have been already punished for that.
0: Yeah. So then we go into the second half. Uh, you know, the... like I think the Greeks end up making two subs already at halftime, because, I mean, they were... I mean, there was like actually just one direction like the way the game was going, and I mean, we were making more of cock up. Like you know, we were almost like our own worst enemy because we were actually giving them the, the only two opportunities of that off. So yeah, we didn't end up bringing Thomas Party off. I mean, I, I'm not sure if he had a niggle or. I also or th-
1: wonder what was that about.
0: Or in preparation of the North London Derby, but yearnings are coming off and Sebaceous comes on.
1: Well, when that happens, uh, it was almost disaster waiting to happen. When uh, yeah. Leno once again he plays it to, to, to Sebayos who I don't know, you know, couldn't sort his feet out, nipped the ball, and uh to to be honest with you, once it took the ball of Seba Yos, I thought to myself, I think this is a goal. Like uh-huh. I, 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 I like I like watched it happen and the guy just what's the the his oh, wow. name? Oh, wow. yes, he he just looks up and he's the shot and you see Leno diving that like, full stretch and Ball going in and and I, I was probably ready to give up on Arsenal at that point. Like I, I was like looking at like around, like is this real? Is this really happening? Like how much times are we gonna make the exact same mistake? It's actually ridiculous.
0: Then uh, ten minutes later, Rondelovic ends up crossing the ball low. Arsenal, you know, kind of everybody misses the cross. Alarabi then ends up forcing like you know, forcing a shot at the Arsenal goal. Valorant Summer, I mean, I don't even think he knows about it, but I mean, he ends up just deflecting the ball wide. Another warning sign for Arsenal.
1: Yeah, i flashbacks, even though the home leg we never, we, I mean, the away leg we never lost last in, but i give flashbacks of Olympiakos and what they did to us in the Europa League. But, you know, mm. created where due to Arsenal, they kept on plugging away at um the likes of, Olympia, of course.
0: Yeah, so tonight's minute, William then ends up whooping a corner. The whole Greek squad actually just stands in ball watch over Olympiakos. And I mean, Gabriel ends up, you know, coming in with a, you know, good uh, surround on him, ends up out jumping Jan via and then he's a looping header, 2 1 Arsenal. You
1: know? I love those looping headers. I just you know, you watch it in slow motion. And I think, yeah. you know, I, I, I celebrated that goal because oh, it, it, it meant a lot to me getting that second away goal. You know, because sometimes that, mm-hmm. 2 1 works much better than a 1 0 away goal because now you must, you know, your opposition has to work away from home. And, and personally, I was ready to settle for that 2 um, 1 um, result, especially when Arteta brought on Al Neni. I thought, okay, he's going to slow the game down, shore things up, and try to take us 2 1 home to the Eminence Stadium.
0: Yeah, I mean, Arsenal made a triple sub in the second minute. Odegaard, Saka, William coming off, and Al Pepe, and uh, Smith Rowe coming on. So, yeah, and then he ends up getting the ball on just about the halfway line and starts doing the surging run, and now I'm thinking to myself, is anyone going to tackle this guy? <laughs> and then you see he, he's, like, you know, venturing forward and he's going, and he's, and he's still checked. Nobody's coming in to close him down. and I think he's about 25 yards out, and he just looked like, I'm going to just leather the shot now. And I mean, the ball ends, the ball ends up just fading past her and hitting the base of the post and going in. 3-1 Arsenal.
1: Oh, what a goal it was. Really unexpected, and I was really um, impressed with that goal. And I think, you know, Arsenal did very well from from you know, giving the goal away to actually, you know, to, um, getting that three away goals and then and, and giving us kind of more of a cushion coming to the Emirates.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I still hope, you know, we, we go you know flat out against them, you know, going into the game. And I mean, that, that also then leads me to the to the, um, home league that we're going to play at the Emirates, um, I still think you know, stick to the game plan because I mean we already showed that we can you know dominate the boss. I just think a Ruth, Ruth, listeners gets us over the line here because if you think we still got again, I'm not sure if there's that that break, international break is still coming up or if we still have to face uh, Liverpool leading up to the game. But I still think we need to you know kind of put a game like this to bed early and then you know, you know you can keep your you you know you can put your guys already in cotton wool for the weekend game. So,
1: yeah, because yeah, a result of done, was I, I agree 100% because it's going to be a tough run of fixtures. Because, like, you know, we know we're touching on the Olympiacos game, but before that, we get Spurs, and then after after that, we get West Ham away, okay. and then Liverpool. Okay. So, you know, I, I think Arsenal need to maybe, you know, start strong in the second leg, you know, maybe get that one or two goals, and, you know, then you can rest your players, take your Bamiang suckers or Take the hulk, your, your, your top guys off, put them in cotton wool because, you know, your job is done and Olympiacos will have to score, what, four goals in, yeah. in the in the emergency we get two goals. So, you know, job is far from over. But I think if Arsenal can go with that same game plan, you know, take it serious and not, you know, dally and go there with cockiness, you know, you yeah. can see the, the game through. But, you know, sandwich between... The, the the second leg is uh, North London Derby against Spurs a uh, full firing Gareth Bale, Son and and uh, Mary Kane
0: yeah tenth tenth versus seventh um you know Spurs haven't now lost to Arsenal in the last five meetings they've won three and they've drawn drawn three uh, drawn two against us so I mean they are really you know in in the mood and I mean they also quite a free scoring team um nine goals in the last three for them. And I mean with us, we like four goals in the last three games.
1: Yeah, we're really struggling. I think Mourinho always seems to have our numbers. So I really would like to, to you know get one on him and and, and shut him up, especially for this you no know, what, what they've done to us in the past two North London derbies. Yeah,
0: and I mean they've got you know the rubber green constantly now against us. And so I mean we just don't see up to that level that they are at the moment. And I mean look. Uh, Eric Kane has now 16 goals already and uh, the top goal scorer then Son at 13 then you've got like a big gulf between like you know second and third whereas like with us you got Lacazette with nine and you got Aubameyang with nine but I think where it, it really matters also is like with the assist tally Eric Kane 13 assists for the season in the league uh, Son nine assists and then I mean with Arsenal it's William with five and Smith <laughs> four
1: and, I mean, we've been you know, hammering on Willian all the time, but I mean, you know, sometimes it's more just about, more than the assists, but the overall gameplay, but it does seem like Willian is mm-hmm. stepping up a bit. But does Arteta yeah. does, does start like is it in this game? Or, or, or what's your thinking? I mean, what is luck like is need to do to start?
0: I mean, I don't know, because I I just don't get used thinking. Cause look, you and I were not talking about, uh, like when we started the podcast with a, with a way the decision-making would have been, like, you know... Black like is it is playing in the in the Leicester game, and then of course he's now dropped almost like back to back games again. So you're thinking like, now how are you gonna, you know, make any sense of all this? Because look, you also want him because he also brings a different uh sort of mindset and gameplay to whichever formation we play. Because I mean, his older players like very good, and I mean he's normally you know, doing the sort of off-the-ball runs which kind of opens up space for everybody everybody else on the field. And I mean, his link-up play also with Smothero was fantastic at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, what's what's the issue with Lacazette? I mean, he's not playing bad. Like, what does he need to do to get a a start when he plays back again?
0: Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we I don't know. Maybe we also too sentimental on the guy because his talk of him also being uh, probably on the the you know, transfer list for for the summer. Like we're we're gonna probably get the younger uh almost like a supposed like an upgrade on, on a on a center forward
1: Because I mean, you know, all fairness I, I enjoyed Lacazette and what he's done for the club. I'm not saying we're letting him go. It sounds like we you know are saying goodbye to him, but mm-hmm. I just think like he never hit that heights that we saw at, at 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 Lyon. It's like you know, if like he there was those moments in his in his Arsenal career I think Emre's first season where he was, you know, firing the boys at the back of the net. But I just, I don't know, I just seem to have not have clicked for Arsenal. I'm not sure maybe the Premier League was a, a league for him. or, or But you know, I really hope he, he can come you know in the season strong and help us towards that, uh, some some sort of Champions League football. Because, I mean, I know he came to Arsenal probably to play Champions League. And I don't think he he's stepped on with the Champions League anthem playing in the background yet.
0: I just think it's like, you know, it's a bit of, you know, when you come from league, Uh it's like, are you going to sink or are you going to swim? And it's it's like, I mean, I, I think we, you and I, as much as we watch Arsenal play in it, we all also did start getting worried in even the, the early periods of his career where you would play well and, the, and then they come up against, you know, like, say the big four, the big six or whatever. And you see almost like you look shell-shocked or you just, the game just passing by because... The sort of tempo that even him, and like, I'm not just saying him, but I mean, it goes for the squad as well. But it's like, they just can't keep up with it. And I mean, this also leads me now to like, you know, as we're now running off the podcast, it's like, you know, you know, a person loves Arsenal, you know, like, you know, till the day I die. But it's like, when you see what's happening now, it's like you're watching an Arsenal squad. I mean, I, mean, I just hope this can be fixed, but I mean, you're watching an Arsenal squad that's, you know, in a mid-table position playing like a mid-table team, because yeah. the, the sort of a reputation a mid-table team gets is like, yeah, we're going to sometimes shock a Man City, we're going to shock a Liverpool or a Chelsea, or whatever, but then, you know, when, when all that, you know, almost like with the dust settles again, bang, we're going to end up losing to Burnley, we lose to Wolves, we lose to, uh, you know, say Sheffield United, we drop points, and, then, and that is where you start seeing that you're almost like at a certain level where, you know, you have to, I don't know, somehow, the, that's why the, I think the club as, as a whole, like the, the ownership also needs to also like think, OK, look, as much as my, like we want to be a self-sustaining club, we also have to go the extra way also where extra fun, funds can come in. And we sort of get the sort of players that, you know, say, would make us, take us back to being great again. Because, I mean, I just find it ridiculous where we're in a, a situation where, you know, you want to reach those heights and you can see Arsenal... Like instead of not showing us as fans we want to get to that, they're more interested in launching training kits every three months. How is, I mean, honestly, how is that going to help the course? Because you know that money is not all going to be invested in players. Because I can guarantee you if if that was going to be the approach on and, Arsenal fans over now, say, OK, if you're going to now you know, do that, uh, like we're going to be now open with us and, and say, OK, we're going to bring in a sort of team that's going to get us Top four, and I don't, I don't mean top six anymore. I mean top four, going, gunning for it now, finally big, and also spending big. Then I don't think there will be any with any fan, anywhere in the world to say, okay, we're gonna, you know, put our money into the club in this direction.
1: I think it's all about Arsenal getting the top four. I think you know, in the past, you know, the Wenger regime, top four was a was. But actually, you know, take it for granted. And, I, and I'm one person who said always, I'd rather take a trophy than top four. I'm tired of just top four and the trophy. And, you know, he delivered that for us eventually. Three trophies and still top four. Until eventually falling out. But it just seems that Arsenal need top four to get to back where they were. Look at Liverpool. They were, you know, they were nowhere at the one stage. You know, we were always top popping them to the yeah. top four or whatever. But it took them... You know, Klopp coming in and then you know ending the Europa League final, getting knocked out, and then you know they 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 went and bought Sadio Mane, who who came from Southampton. You know, looking at the lower league, te- i not lower league. The the teams have you know you so called beneath Arsenal, and you know Mane always caused Arsenal problems. They they went out for 30 million, which is not much for Mane if you look now, but they bought somebody from a team in the Premier League who could make them better, and that helped them ultimately push to that top-four spot. You got top-four spot, you are able to attract a guy like Salah from Roma, also 36 million, top signing to the team, and you able to sign uh, uh, Alison Becker and uh, uh, Van Dijk. I mean, those are things that come with top-four, so Arsenal need to kind of prioritize getting the top-four by, by crook. And, yeah, that's just what I have to say about that.
0: I mean, like, for me, we, we Arsenal as a club is like, you know, failed us as, as, as fans, it's like, look, when you started seeing teams like Everton are already surpassing you with, with, like, the finances, um, Tottenham are not on a consistent level, and even with uh, moving out of the stadium to rebuild that, that current one and then moving back into it and still going through that transition phase of, the new stadium, and they're still, you know, getting themselves not only over the line, but you think they know the their noses ahead of us. So, I mean, for me, it's like there was already the warning signs, and it's almost like the board itself, almost like they, they're more watchers than actually doers, and I think that is what we need. We need actually people to say, look, that, that's how I said, I think, a while back to you, if we want to really be serious about all this, you sort of strip that board of, you know, what we currently have, and you bring in people that are almost like that want to win, even if you have to, you know, get, uh, you know, on the bad side of other clubs, but then you nab a couple of, uh, you know, like uh, like foot, not only football scouts, but you go like, you know, like like uh, almost like CEOs, you get a, 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 a sort of technical director. That It's almost like it's not going to take shit. I mean, look at that, that woman of, of Chelsea, uh, their CEO. I mean, yeah. she don't take no for answer. I mean, if she wants a player in it, She's going to go get it. And I mean, uh, if Roman or whatever tells her, whatever, like, she gets them. Or whatever yeah. coaches, uh, is there, they get them. But with, with us, I was like, mm, uh, I'm not sure. And every yeah. time we're doing that little stalling, I mean, we saw this with the Wenger era as well. The minute you stall, the other teams jump and jump and jump. And that's why they end up nabbing almost all that places we were always after.
1: Yeah, you always yeah. oh, no, we were this close to this yeah. player and this player. I'm sick and tired of being, you know, also, almost, almost. I mean, sign the players, get it done. If it doesn't work, you sell them and so you move on. But take the risk to, to go for it. You know, don't count all the pennies and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, look at us now. We're struggling. You know, there's no Champions League. It has revenue from the Champions League that can give you the boost. And these days, players want to play Champions League. So... You know, how long is Saka going to take before he's like, you know, I want to go play Champions League instead of playing here. Gabriel, all these guys. Because,
0: I mean, also look at the sort of signings. Like, we, you know, you're either going to go into something that's in demand and you're going to put it extra, you stump up the extra cash to get that player that's in demand. Whereas, you look at someone like, like, uh, like no disrespect to him now, but, I mean, you look at someone like Pepper, we end up going for, what was it, 72 million for him? Yeah. And yet, was there a real scrap for him? Because no. it, you know, it came almost like we could get him without even breaking a sweat. We could, could get the, it was just the, the the fee almost like it was more inflated by the clubs over by the club uh, than, like, you know, to get this deal over the line. Whereas I would have understood if everybody was, like, you know, really almost like half banging down the door of Lille to get Pepe at all costs. And nobody gave two shits, honestly, sorry to say, but they, it just shows you we almost, like, had, well, like, you know, all the way to just go for this guy. Yeah, mm. but I mean, you know, it shows Arsenal's
1: thinking. I mean, uh, and I know it's two years apart or three years apart, but you can get Salah or Mane for 30 and 36 million, but we pay 72 million for Pepe. You could have literally got both of those guys for the same price. And Arsenal signed Xhaka for 30-odd million. Kante could have gone for 30 million. So it's like, you know, Arsenal just don't have that ruthless streak. Yeah. You know, what what, what, what one season Sam, we'll probably
0: Look Yes, Ustak- yes, yes, yes.
1: Oh my word, yes, don't forget about that. But I think where Arsenal lacked ruthlessness and tried to be too clever for themselves. You look at Luis Suarez that season when he before he went to Barcelona. Can you imagine Arsenal had pupped him to come and and join with Mesut Ozil, with um Aaron Rams in form? I'm sure we could have won the title, and who knows who else we would have attracted? Alexis Sanchez and Co. So you know. You, you look at Arsenal and say, like, the decision we make sometimes has knock on effects in the future.
0: so You pulled the trigger also the same way with, with Jamie Vardy. Why wait that round?
1: Yes, it, exactly. It was,
0: all, it was all talk, talk. And I mean, by the time we were the longer, it was like with, say, with Jamie Vardy, the long that talk dragged on, even doubt started sitting in his mind. And that is why he ended up thinking, OK, will rather just put it up. And I mean, now decision, it's, it's, you know, he has right now validation with his decision because...
1: The, I mean, they already, you know, they're they also flying in the league. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really sad to see that Leicester are flying higher than Arsenal at the moment and won a league title in that.
0: Yeah. So, with that, in the podcast, we hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Take care, guys. Bye.
1: Cheers, guys. Hope we get the three points and beat Spurs again, finally.